Have you ever felt like losing weight is kind of like trying to solve a Rubik's Cube blindfolded? <laughs> the struggle is real, right? I mean, it's not just the simple formula that diets try and tell us that it is. It's an emotional roller coaster filled with frustration and self-doubt and, let's be honest, the occasional forbidden love affair with a pint of ice cream, maybe? Just, maybe, just, maybe that's just me. Anyway, what if it didn't have to be that way? Instead of it being a torturous grind, what if it could be like a thought-provoking game? So I want you to picture this. You, with a magnifying glass, examining your weight loss journey like a fascinating puzzle rather than a daunting problem. Here's a question. What if, instead of blaming ourselves for every little hiccup in our fitness routine or whatever, what if we approached weight loss with curiosity and from a beginner's mind? In this episode, we're talking about how a book that has nothing to do with weight loss inspired me to think about weight loss in a whole new way, and I want to share it with you too. And if there's nothing else that you get from this episode, there are four words that map out the repeatable process that you can use to turn your weight loss experience around from a painful experience to a puzzling one, from shaming and blaming to wondering and learning. So are you ready to ditch the shame, put on the science goggles and approach weight loss like a puzzle instead of a pain in the petunias? That's right. Strap in because it's time to get your learning on. Let's go. Do you ever feel like you know all the diet rules about eat this, but not that, and so you know what to do, but you just have a hard time actually doing it? I'm here to tell you, you are not the problem. Hi, I'm Lizzie. Welcome to the Confident Body Podcast, where we talk about all the mental and emotional parts of weight loss that diets don't tell you. It's time to step past the shame and the guilt from old diets and stop feeling like you're waiting to lose weight in order to fully participate in life. If you're ready to drop the diet mindset and learn what it takes to truly feel happy and confident in your own skin, you're in the right place. Let's get started. Hello and welcome back. I'm so glad you're here. I'm really so grateful for you. Thank you for your time and your attention. I appreciate it. It's not, it's a big deal and it's not something I take for granted. So thank you for being here. Let's dive in, shall we? So recently I was listening to a podcast and the author AJ Jacobs was talking about his newest book. He is actually the author of several books that are often quite funny and witty. Um, Some of them are uh, The Know-It-All, One Man's Humble Quest to Become the Smartest Person in the World. (laughs) Another one is Drop Dead Healthy, One Man's Humble Quest for Body Perfection. Often this seems to be a humble quest. Um, Another one is The Year of Living Biblically, One Man's Humble Quest to Follow the Bible as Literally as Possible. And then the new one that I just like instantly was like, I must read this book is The Puzzler, One Man's Quest to Solve the Most Baffling Puzzles Ever from Crosswords to Jigsaws to the Meaning of Life. And as I have said before, number one, I love puzzles, particularly jigsaw puzzles. They're definitely my favorite. And number two, I seem to hear everything through the lens of weight loss. You know, if it's a business podcast, I'm like, oh, that principle applies to weight loss. If it's a spiritual podcast, I'm like, yes, the spiritual aspect of weight loss. Or (laughs) this happened to be a podcast around meditation. I'm not exactly sure why. AJ Jacobs was on this podcast, but at any rate, he's talking about his book about puzzles. And I'm like, yes, puzzles explain weight loss, everything. 
So when he talked about solving the world's most baffling puzzles, of course, I thought, weight loss is a puzzle. Therefore, I must read this book. So I asked for the book on puzzles for Christmas. And I mean, what? That's normal, right? Anyway, seriously, has there ever been a more baffling puzzle than weight loss? Okay, other than the quest for the Holy Grail, that one doesn't count. But I mean, right? We think it's just calories in, calories out. It seems pretty straightforward. And yet it's not. What is going on here? I mean, maybe should I do keto? Should I do slim fast? Maybe whole 30? Wait, how did my ancestors lose weight and stay in shape? Should I do paleo? Someone, please tell me what to do. And they do. Diets say, just follow these seven simple steps and you'll lose six pounds in a week. Well, if it's simple, then it should be simple. And yet we still struggle. Why? The reason why is because weight loss is like an iceberg. There's a lot more under the surface than what you can see on your plate. Take, for example, some of the things my clients have said to me. So perhaps you've heard this one. I know what to do. I know to stop eating after dinner. And I tell myself every morning, this day will be different. And then I cave. I say, screw it. Why bother? And I eat again. And then the shame cycle begins all over again. Here's another thing I often hear from my clients. I don't know how to help myself. I eat when I'm not hungry. I keep eating even after I've had enough. I don't know why. And finally, here's another thing I frequently hear from my clients. I feel like I'm doing everything right. I eat healthy food for the most part. I exercise and yet I can't get the scale to move. What is going on here? Right? All of these things seem to resonate. Whether one or all three of those statements resonated with you, it's like, why is weight loss so hard? So when I heard AJ Jacobs say, I don't have problems, I have puzzles, I thought, yes, we have been looking at weight loss as a problem. And boy, does it create some problems. I mean, from hating the way you look in pictures to self-loathing and body image to the constant chatter of negative berating thoughts in your mind, there are quite a few problems that weight loss or desiring weight loss can create. But what if we looked at weight loss like a puzzle instead of a problem? So first of all, it's, it's not your fault that you look at weight loss as a problem. We all have done so. It's, it's kind of inculcated in our culture. Let me, let me give you an example. So uh, I am a bit of a Marvel movie nerd. It's, it's really kind of superhero nerd movies, but Marvel's in particular, because usually the superheroes have like a character flaw. The DC comics, the characters are all kind of perfect. And I have a thing about perfection that it's actually not a thing. Um, so I like the Marvel movies because all of their characters are heroic, but imperfect. And I kind of like that. So in uh, the Marvel movie universe, there's something called What If?, and it's like this alternate universe of like, what if things went differently? So let's let's take on that nerdy Marvel movie lens for a moment. And I want you to imagine that you are in an alternate universe, or perhaps there's an alternate universe and there's an alternate you in this other universe. And alter you has never heard of diets. Alter you has no concept of good foods or bad foods or healthy or not so healthy. She has no idea, no concept 
of what it would be like or why you would ever feel shame for eating a food like that is completely foreign to her. Can you imagine? Like when she eats something that's different than what's on her plan, how does she think about herself in this alter universe? And when I first thought about this, it was like my brain had a misfire. I like, you can see like the smoke coming out of my ears because I really had a hard time imagining not knowing anything about diets. I mean, isn't that crazy? It just, think about how indoctrinated we are in the idea of good foods, bad foods, healthy, unhealthy, eat this, not that, look like this, not like that. I mean, is it any wonder that we put moral judgments on food, not to mention on on our size? Like we're, we're like a fish swimming in the water. And we're like, what's water? I don't, what is that? Because we are, we're just, we're breathing it in from as, from a very young age, sometimes from as soon as we can understand language. So it's not your fault. But what if, what if we could come at things from a new perspective? Let's play. What do you think? So as I was writing up this, the notes for this episode, uh, some things kind of started to come together and I was like, wow, I have a little bit of a formula here. This is kind of cool. So we're going to think of four words that start with C and the order actually matters. So here's how you can take the problem of weight loss and turn it into a puzzle using these four words that start with C. Ready? Word number one, compassion. So AJ Jacobs said in this interview, he said, when life doesn't go to plan, get curious, not furious. I was like, oh my God, what a quote. That's the best. So we must start with compassion. Why? Because judgment stifles progress. Berating yourself literally stops weight loss. Be kind. Imagine telling a child that they're stupid for not understanding calculus. How would this child respond? Well, they would probably believe they're stupid and they would stop trying. They would assume that they are the problem rather than thinking maybe calculus is just kind of hard. Yeah, maybe, uh, just a thought. And as we were describing before, weight loss is maybe just kind of hard. And yet diets are like, it's so simple. Just follow these steps. And when we struggle with it, we are like the child thinking, man, I, I am stupid. I must be the problem. So be kind to yourself. Have some compassion for, for the fact that this is not easy. And instead of judging yourself, Try and get curious. What would it be like? So if we think about how uh, actions happen, there's there's a logical kind of step-by-step process. We've talked about it in the past where like your the circumstances are neutral and your you have thoughts about the situation, the neutral situations in the world, and our thoughts create our feelings, and our feelings influence our actions. And so if you're thinking to yourself, I am stupid, I suck at this. How is that thought going to make you feel? It's probably going to make you feel discouraged, disempowered. And when you feel discouraged or disempowered, what do you do? Often our brain says, ooh, we don't feel so good. Let's fix this. You know what fixes feeling bad? Cookies, (laughs) foods high in sugar, salt, and fat, because those kinds of foods trigger the dopamine response in the brain. And our brain is like, yes, see, I fixed the problem. We were feeling bad. Now we're fixed. 
Of course, that leads to a downward spiral because then you feel shame and judgment for eating the cookies and it starts all over again. And that's how judgment keeps us stuck. That's how berating yourself stops weight loss. It stifles progress. We know where that path leads. We know that judgment leads to the bottom of a bag of cookies. So why not try a new way? Studies on compassion, self-compassion, have shown that self-compassion is nine times more effective at behavior change than beating yourself up because it allows you to be human. It allows you to say, hey, people struggle. I'm struggling and that's okay. If I were sitting across the table in a coffee shop with my best friend and she was feeling the same way, what would I tell her? A lot of times we're much kinder to a stranger, to a child, to a friend than we are to ourselves, which is crazy because the person we talk to the most is ourselves. The most important relationship you have with anyone ever in your life is the one you have with you. So step one in treating weight loss like a puzzle instead of a problem is to start with self-compassion. Step two, curiosity. Have a beginner's mind. This is, this is where I got the idea of the alternate universe of like, what, what would it be like if you had a beginner's mind around weight loss? And that's when my brain sort of misfired. I was like, this does not compute. I don't understand. But think about it. What would it be like to drop your assumptions and be open to new answers? Like, okay, I made a meal plan and um, I was planning to have lunch and then maybe an apple for a snack and then dinner and that, that'd be that. And around 3.30, I was like, an apple sounds terrible. I need chocolate. And then I ate lots of stuff after dinner and had too many glasses of wine and ended up falling asleep on the couch at 7.45. You could judge yourself, but going back to step one, start with self-compassion. Step two is get curious. You could be like, that's so interesting. What if I dropped my assumptions on the fact that I must be a terrible human or seriously, I have no, no willpower whatsoever. What if I dropped that and just got curious and said, what was the reason why I needed to go, well, thought I needed to go for chocolate instead of an apple at 3.30 in the afternoon? What was happening? You know, we did have that meeting earlier in the day when the boss was talking about like new regulations for our performance reviews. And that that kind of made me feel a little nervous because it reminded me of another time when my job was in jeopardy. Wow. Interesting. I wonder if that had anything to do with me wanting chocolate. Huh. What would it look like if you looked at your weight loss efforts with curiosity rather than judgment? Because if you could, you could think, oh, when there's a stressful meeting at work and that triggers my kind of anxiety and anxious response, I'm probably more likely to want to eat. Therefore, I need to look for other avenues to soothe my anxiety because food doesn't fix feelings. It feels like it does. And you know, like, okay, it fixes it a little bit. We did talk about the dopamine response, but ultimately, if I want to address the root cause of my anxiety, there are other ways to do it. Food just basically masks it and numbs it and doesn't address the root cause. So you can use that curiosity to kind of go on a treasure hunt and discover what are the reasons why I'm, I'm you know, choosing these behaviors. Treat it like an experiment. What if you did a series of experiments that you could try? I mean, 
Like if you're trying to stop eating after dinner, you'd be like, okay, I'm going to do an experiment. And um, maybe for seven days, I'm just going to see what happens if I try and stop eating after eight o'clock. And then tonight, um, I can be curious, what kind of uh, thoughts does my brain offer me? And just maybe jot them down. Be like, oh, I'm going to collect some data. Uh, Maybe I tried closing the kitchen after eight o'clock and you know, two out of the seven nights, I was successful. Uh, four out of the seven nights, I just blew right past it and kept eating. And the other nights, I'm trying to do math here in my head, the other one night, I was feeling like, I, you know, kind of a tug of war back and forth. What was different on those different days? What if I could get curious? So step one is have self-compassion. Step two is be curious, have a beginner's mind. Treat your weight loss journey like an experiment. You know, when I was um, teaching, uh, I taught middle school science and I loved the idea of science experiments because there was never a wrong way to do it. Like, sure, you could have a hypothesis and you could prove your hypothesis wrong, but that was still useful information. You know, we would have um, the science fair every year and the the experiments, the the kids could create experiments on whatever they wanted. um, But Experiments involving plants were usually the ones that were kind of pretty straightforward, like how does XYZ affect the growth of a plant? So you could say, you know, how does the uh, color of light affect the growth of a plant? So a kid could get um, four different plants and you've got a yellow light bulb, um, a red light bulb, a blue light bulb, and, you know, sunlight. And then they just measure. And, you know, they either way, no matter what happens, if they're like, I hypothesize that sunlight is going to be the best for, for plant growth. That's not too hard to guess. But if you learn that actually the red light, you know, perhaps it wasn't as uh, much growth as sunlight, but it had much more growth than blue. How fascinating. I wonder, uh, you know, why that happened. Um, So no matter what the hypothesis was, whether it was proven correct or incorrect, you still learn something. And the kids never felt like they were shamed or judged or wrong if they learned something unusual about their experiment. And so treat your weight loss journey like an experiment. Step one, self-compassion. Step two, curiosity. Step three, consistency. Here's one of the things from AJ Jacobs' book is he said that puzzles can be summed up, summarized in three symbols. Number one is a question mark. Number two is an arrow. And number three is an exclamation point. So the question mark is like, I wonder hmm, there's a puzzle here. How do I figure this out? It's a challenge. The arrow is the effort, is the process, is the progress of like, does this piece piece fit into the puzzle? Uh, No, not there. Like, okay, well, what else? Maybe this weird one over here with the kind of squiggly lines, does this one fit in? Huh. And so that's the process of figuring out the puzzle, trying this, trying that, experimenting, huh? And then the exclamation point is the like, eureka, aha, I figured it out. I solved the puzzle. But the key to solving puzzles is not the exclamation point. And that's what we think with weight loss. Like I want that exclamation point. I want the size eight gene size. But no, the key to successful puzzle solving and successful weight loss is to love the arrow, is to love the journey of trying to figure things out is to be like, will this work? What happens if, when I ate chocolate at three o'clock, why was that? What was going on? To be curious and to, to understand that the arrow 
is the juice. The process is where the money is, is where you can fall in love with figuring things out because we are always forever, even when you reach your goal weight, we are still a work in progress. And so if you're only trying to get to the exclamation point, you're going to miss the ride and you're going to not enjoy the journey. And therefore the destination will be really hard to maintain. So instead make the journey interesting, make the journey doable, make the journey part of what you can fall in love with because we all want the exclamation point. We all want the weight loss. Yay. But pretty soon that becomes normal. The fancy sciencey term for that is called hedonic adaptation. Basically, whatever we uh, get in life or achieve or what have you, quickly we adapt to it. You know, you get a new car and, you know, before too long, it's just the car. It's not the new car. Um, you lose weight and it's, yay, exciting. But before long, it becomes normal. This is how much I weigh. It becomes less exciting. And brains are really good at what they practice. If you practice beating yourself up and berating yourself, that is what you will get really good at. The destination looks a lot like the journey feels. Whatever it takes to get there is what it takes to stay there. So you've got to love the process, which means you do things that you want to keep on doing. Do things that feel doable, easy baby steps. We talked in the last episode about being in that Goldilocks zone of like a little bit of challenge, but not too much. You want to be curious and challenge yourself. What happens if I try this? But don't make it so hard that you're miserable along the way. And also don't put your self-worth on it. Again, treat it like an experiment. What happens if, or I wonder why, why this happened? And don't make it mean anything about you as a human, as a person. All right, so step one, self-compassion. Step two, curiosity. Step three, consistency. Step four, courage. Weight loss takes courage. It takes courage to hear the negative self-talk that inevitably comes up. It takes courage to have the guts to say, I'm going to choose to think something differently today. It is so easy to have negative self-talk. That's the easy way out. It is so easy to let that negative self-talk feel true and just believe it. You're better than that. It takes courage to hear the negative self-talk and choose something different, to direct your brain towards something else. How many times have I sat down at a puzzle and thought, oh my God, this is impossible. I have so many puzzles, pieces left. This is going to take me forever. This is never going to work. The beauty of the puzzle is that I know there's a solution. If I persevere, I can figure it out. It is the same with weight loss. If you just keep going, your success is inevitable. But if you listen to that negative self-talk and berate yourself along the way, you will not persevere. You will give up. And so it takes courage to hear that negative self-talk because it's there. All of us have it. Again, brains find problems. That's what they do. So we can expect the negative self-talk, but it takes courage to redirect somewhere else. If you want better feelings, think better thoughts. Your brain is the most powerful tool you have, but if you don't manage it, it will manage you. Because our brains are naturally wired to default to negative thoughts, that makes it even more important to proactively 
Work on finding small successes and evidence of progress to help pull you out of that shame spiral. Human beings are actually more motivated by by progress than by the goal itself. Progress is the fuel that fires the engine of motivation. If you want to make it easier to keep going, you've got to allow yourself to feel like you're making progress. Allow yourself to feel good along the way. You cannot create more of something you want from a place of not enough. You only create more of something from believing that you are already doing an amazing job at it and believing you can keep going. Talking up your success to yourself makes you feel like a badass and you can go out and do anything. Downplaying your progress makes you feel terrible. Which one do you think is going to lead to better results? How can you look at your actions this week and highlight them to yourself in the most positive way possible? And trust me, that takes courage. Cynicism is a lot easier. So here are some ideas. Right before bed, take two minutes to reflect on one small positive choice you made today. Or when you have a slip up or an off plan eat or something like that, use the word but. The word but negates everything that came before it in your subconscious mind. So for example, I ate snacks after dinner, but I ate less than I would have a month ago. I went overboard yesterday, but at least I reflected on it and I realized that it was because I had a crazy day and I had, my emotions were running on high. Or I had pizza and birthday cake at my kid's birthday party over the weekend, but I noticed it didn't feel that great in my body and I got right back on track on Monday. So it takes courage to take those thoughts, to hear those thoughts and redirect them, to use the word but. Hear me when I say this. Hope is a discipline. Any positive thought or feeling is a discipline, and that takes courage. It takes courage to believe in yourself. It takes courage to keep going. Remember, you are beautifully, imperfectly, gorgeously human and exactly the way you are meant to be. Just like that puzzle piece with the weird curve and angles, That weird puzzle piece is not extra. It's not too much. It's not too emotional. It's not too loud. It's perfect. It is needed exactly in the shape it is. And so are you. You are needed exactly the way you are. A puzzle is incomplete if there's a piece missing. Just like the world is incomplete every minute you stay stuck. Every minute you keep dimming your light because you feel like you're not enough. You are a piece of the divine and you are completely worthy exactly as you are. And you are a piece of the puzzle exactly the way you are shaped, exactly with your gifts and skills and talents, and you are needed. So stop holding yourself back with that negative self-talk. Have the courage to believe in yourself. Have the courage to hear that negative self-talk and say, I'm going to turn it around. I'm going to choose to think something a little different today and keep believing in yourself. Oh, okay. I want you to think of one thing that is challenging you in weight loss. Here's our one tiny confident body action step for for this week. So think of one thing that is challenging you in your weight loss efforts. Maybe it's eating after dinner. Maybe it's having snacks between lunch and dinner. Maybe it's overeating at dinner at night, whatever. Pick one. So you've got your thing, that thing, just one that's challenging. Next, complete this sentence. I wonder what would happen if, so 
I wonder what would happen if I tried stopping eating after eight o'clock. Or I wonder what would happen if I served myself a little less at dinner. Or I wonder what would happen if I planned a smaller snack between lunch and dinner. I wonder, I wonder how I would feel. Or I wonder if what would happen if I tried leaving two bites behind after my dinner and then I just tossed it in the trash. I wonder what, what that would feel like. Would I be okay? Would I feel like I had enough or would my brain be freaking out? I wonder what would happen. Pick something that feels doable and easy. Then here's what I really want you to focus on. Collect data. This is an experiment. This is not a judgment. This is not an indictment on who you are as a person or your character. This is an experiment. Collect data. Like any good scientist, you're going to get curious and see what happens. Here are some examples of data that you could collect. What thoughts does my brain offer me? What happens if I'm not hungry in the afternoon, but I still want to eat? I wonder why. Will I actually murder my children if I don't eat after dinner? Just kidding. I was seeing if you're paying attention. So anyway, try this for seven days. Do a little experiment. Remember, weight loss is not a problem. It's a puzzle. And if you keep an open mind and give yourself compassion and stay curious and consistent, and you have the courage to believe in yourself, then your success is inevitable. Thank you so much for listening today. I so appreciate you being here. If there's anything in this episode that's helped you, I would love for you to write a review. Reviews help others find the show and perhaps that might help them feel like maybe they're not the problem because you're not the problem. You're a puzzle. And let's get curious about figuring it out. And before we go, remember, love yourself because you can figure things out. You've figured out a lot of things before, like how to tie your shoes, how to raise a child, how to pick yourself up after you've been beaten down, how to juggle about 88 different demands on your time and attention and still manage to fix dinner. You are freaking amazing. Stop waiting for the world to tell you that you are okay. Stop looking outside of yourself for validation. Look in the mirror and know in your bones that you, you are a miracle and you are worthy of love from the most important person of all, you. Go shine your light, baby. All right, that's what I've got for you today. I will see you next time. Thank you so much for listening today. Seriously, I know it's not a small thing and I genuinely appreciate it and I hope it helped you. Make sure you head on over to confidentbody.coach slash tips and sign up for my seven top tips for little shifts that create big results so that you can start feeling confident in your body right now. I will see you next week. And until then, remember, you are a miracle.